Hello and welcome to it. How in the world are you today? You look great. I mean that. I don't care what anybody says. You look great. So last week we saw the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree get delivered and it did not look that good. (laughs) And we were all posting about it. I didn't think it was real. And then plenty of people said, this tree looks dead. And then was the tree struck by lightning? (laughs) Well, guess what? Rockefeller Center got butt hurt. I know it's a big surprise, but they did. And they, of course, had to reply to all those social media critics with their wow You all must look great right after a two-day drive, huh? Just wait until I get my lights on. See you on December 2nd. (laughs) So it's okay, Rockefeller Center. It'll be all right with your Christmas tree. Everything will be fine. Who's a little good little Christmas tree place you are? Come here. Sad, but funny. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Places getting butt hurt. Uh, the uh, Vatican got butt hurt over the Instagram like of the Brazilian bikini model. I know. You'd think maybe they just let it go because we all got a little joke out of it, a little laugh, and we moved on. I mean, okay, so the account liked her post. We talked about it last week. And I, I even posted a picture of my wife in the bathtub covered in bubbles, saying, the Pope liked my wife's Instagram shot, too. It wasn't real. It's okay. But because this one got such huge coverage, and she joked around about being right back on my way to the Vatican, and, uh, you know, she sure she was standing in front of a school locker wearing a cropped white shirt and a revealing skirt, Sure. Um, Sure. The Pope's Instagram account liked it. There was a screenshot of it. And uh, then it went away. Okay. So, you know, it was an accident or, you know, whatever. But heaven forbid. I should just leave it right there. (laughs) The Pope has 7.4 million followers on Instagram. I mean, is he taking shot? I haven't looked at the Instagram account of the Pope. I probably should. But, I mean, is he taking shots of the the shoes, the the papal, the popal, the papal shoes, the papal hat, the guards around the the gates? I don't know. But uh, his English, he has, on Twitter, he tweets in several languages. 
English, Spanish, and Italian. His English account on Twitter has 18 million followers. Wow. So anyway, uh, it is understood uh, that he really doesn't tweet or Instagram himself. You think? So uh, you think the Vatican has a communications team? I think so. Well, yeah, they do. And they're all wound up about it. And they got butt hurt. And so they're checking into it. They're saying that it didn't happen. It uh, is a mix-up. We've got to figure out what's going on. One of the, it could not have been one of the communication department people. Okay. Then, you know, who was it? The little kid that came running by the communications department computer and hit a like while he was touring the Vatican. I mean, take it easy. It'll be okay. All right? It's just a an inadvertent like of a of a bikini shot on Instagram and then it went away. It'll be okay. Okay, so we got a whole bunch of animal news today. Animals in the news. And first and foremost, scientists made monkey brains double in size by splicing them with human genes. Um, have we not seen the documentary of, of planet of the apes? Uh, there's a earlier documentary series and then there's a modern documentary series. And in the modern documentary series, uh, that kind of happened and it doesn't turn out well for the humans. Just saying. So during the study, Japanese and German researchers injected a gene called ARHGAP11B, which directs stem cells in the human brain into the dark matter of the marmoset fetuses. They found that the primates brains soon became more human-like by developing larger, more advanced neocortexes. (laughs) You know, the area that controls uh, cognition and language. You know that. That's all. I don't worry about it. They just doubled in size, uh, you know, around 100 days into gestation. That's it. We found, said the scientists, that indeed the neocortex of the common marmoset brain was enlarged and the brain surface folded. Huh. Now, the neocortex is the newest part of the brain to evolve. One sign that ARHGAP11B may have caused brain growth during human evolution. Now, the only good thing about this study, conducted by the Planck Institute of Molecular Cell Biology and Genetics in Germany and the Central Institute of Experimental Animals in Japan, the only good thing to come of this is that the scientists opted to abort the monkey fetuses due to unforeseeable consequences. (laughs) So, after they injected the ARHGAP11B, at least one person at the Planck Institute of Molecular Cell Biology and Genetics in Germany or the Central Institute of Experimental Animals in Japan said, hey, 
You know, I was watching this documentary this weekend called Rise of the Planet of the Apes. And it doesn't turn out too well for the humans. So, you know, even though the brains are growing and we're making them smarter with the injection of ARHGAP11B, maybe we should rethink and get rid of them. Now, I'm sure PETA is way against this, man. Uh, they're using uh, the monkey fetuses and monkeys and we're just killing them. <laughs> uh, they are not happy with it at all, I'm sure. But better than letting them live, really, isn't it? Because if we start breeding from the ARHGAP11B, now you're talking about... Um, Perhaps some issues that you don't want, you know, like what happens in the documentary, Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Although I know it's a little bit different. I got it. Don't look at me. Jeff, they didn't inject anything with the, you know, like the ARHGAP11B. It was the medicine and that's what made, I know, I got it. I got it. But still. How about we not do that? What do you say? Why don't we just let that one go? And then in Canada, we'll go down the list of anim animals in the news. News, news, animals in the news. Canadian officials are warning drivers, do not let moose lick your cars. <laughs> now you may say to yourself, why would a moose want to lick my car? Well, it's funny you say that because in the North, you know, like say Canada's Alberta province, uh, it's really cold and snowy and icy and they use salt on the roads and the salt gets on the cars and the moose lick the salt off the cars. Huh? And then, you know, they are kind of obsessed with it because they like the salt. And so, you know, they get salt from the lakes in the park. But now the mooses have figured out, you know, these humans let us lick the cars. And the cars have salt on them. So we're just going to do that. And people park on the side of the road to try to get a glimpse of the moose and take pictures and of course, it's very, very dangerous because we don't want moose to start thinking that it's okay to come up on humans. And if you hit a moose, I mean, mooses are a little bit bigger than you think. <laughs> There's some big animals. And so if you were to hit one, you would take the legs out from under it. And where is the body of the moose going? Uh, through the front windshield, my friend. Yeah. And I remember, never forget, my cousin was telling me about hunting, hunting moose. Now, I've never gone hunting for moose, but he used to hunt with a bow and uh, not a person named Bo, but he would bow hunt as in bow and arrow hunt. And one of the things that uh, mooses do is when you're in the brush and they sense you're there, they will charge you. They are uh, uh, not real kind. And so you got to be on the lookout. So if you start, uh, you know, letting the moose lick your car and then try to drive away, they may attack you. 
and we do not want that. Plus, according to this, uh, we're, you know, we're seeing more moose now because the wolf population is decreasing, which means there's fewer predators and the moose population is going up. It also means people need to be respectful and give them safe. Uh, I wonder why the, I wonder why the wolf population is decreasing. That's an interesting thought. We have to, may have to look into that. I'm sure it doesn't have anything to do with climate change. <laughs> More to do with evil humans. And of course, that leads you into climate change. Either way, don't let the moose lick your cars. Okay? Okay. No. Okay. Now, okay. I can't stop saying okay. Okay. We've heard for years that it's important to have a diversified portfolio. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, that kind of thing. But if you've ever looked at a breakdown of the most successful portfolios, you'll typically see a diversified set of real estate. So why isn't it one of the first asset classes you consider when you're looking to diversify? Simple. It hasn't been available to investors like you and me until now. Thanks to Fundrise, Fundrise, F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E. They make it easy for all investors to diversify by building you a portfolio of institutional quality real estate investments. So whether you're just starting to invest in real estate or looking to add more, our friends at Fundrise have you covered. Here's how. Fundrise is an investing platform that makes investing in high-quality, high-potential real estate as easy as investing in your favorite stock or mutual fund. Whether you're looking to add stable cash flow via dividends or prefer long-term growth through appreciation, Fundrise has you covered. To date, Fundrise manages more than a billion dollars in assets for 150,000-plus investors. Since 2014, the Fundrise platform has averaged 8.7 to 12.0% annual returns, and investors have earned more than $79 million in dividends alone. Fundrise's team of real estate professionals carefully vets and actively manages all all of their real estate projects and with their easy to use website you can track your portfolio's performance and watch as properties across the country are acquired improved and operated via asset updates start building your better portfolio today get started at fundrise.com slash jeff that will get you your first 90 days of advisory fees waived Fundrise.com slash Jeff. F-U-N-D-R-I-S-E dot com slash J-E-F-F. And you get your first 90 days of advisory fees waived. Fundrise.com slash Jeff. Okay? Okay. Back to animals in the news. So apparently there's a tiger that has had what they're calling the longest walk in history. It's a Bengal tiger. It's breaking records for its 3,000 kilometer prowl in Western India. Now it's on this long walk looking for a little tiger business is what the walk is all about. (laughs) So they're saying it's either in search of prey, territory, or business now no tiger 
I don't care who you are, is going to walk for 3,000 kilometers. I mean, really, do we even know how far that is? Uh, 3,000 kilometers unless they're looking for some business. They heard that somewhere along the way there was a female tiger out there that was ready for some a business. So um, the three-year-old cat, affectionately dubbed Walker, is looking to settle down for some sexy times. And it's in the Dyangaganga Sanctuary. Dyangaganga Dinyanganga Sanctuary, where he will enjoy alpha status as the only male tiger in the park. Nice. So according to the state forest official, he has no territorial issues, and he has adequate prey. So he is walking around looking for a little business. Now they're saying, hey, why don't we just introduce a female to the area? Ooh. Now, it sounds on the surface like a good idea. Here, she's all yours. (laughs) But what happens now is that Walker then takes care of business. And they start having little baby tigers. And then now you're looking at baby tigers getting to be bigger tigers. And now you're talking about uh, bigger tigers looking for more food and more business. So we don't really want that. <laughs> no, thank you. Thank you. No. So apparently they uh, tagged this tiger or put a collar on him and they've recorded uh, more than 5,000 unique loca- locations in the region but logged one unfortunate encounter with a human. The man who was accidentally injured Uh uh-huh now he escaped without life-threatening injuries because you know the tiger was like dude i'm just out here looking for some business man why don't you leave me alone okay all right that's fine so apparently there's about three thousand tigers left in india or on the planet all right so let's see let's see new territory india's tiger population accounts for 70 percent okay so india has 70 percent of the 3,000 cats on the planet all right so and they hold 25 percent of the world's tiger habitat which isn't really that much uh, it's kind of shrinking down which makes it uh, you know a little bit easier for the tiger to catch up with some business so one cat requires about 500 animals and it doesn't say whether that's a year or a life or how many i guess that's maybe you know if that's a if that's a year man that's a fat cat (laughs) it's got to be life right so within the tiger's lifespan is 500 animals but if you start having babies now you're talking about you know thousands of animals needed so just you know, I say, why don't we just drop in a, you know, a female tiger for some business and then take the female tiger away. There you go. I solved your problem. You're welcome. I know. That's what I'm here for. You're welcome. And uh, Tiger King star Jeff Lowe uh, is now sued by the Department of Justice for violating the Endangered Species Act. Okay, so they're suing the current owner, which is... Uh, Jeff Lowe, of the exotic animal zoo, which is the Tiger King 
uh, alleging that the, the animals were in bad shape, uh, decomposing big cat carcasses were found on the premises. So now they're saying that Jeff and Lauren Lowe violated the Endangered Species Act and the Animal Welfare Act while operating the Greater Winwood Exotic Animal Park in Oklahoma. So, uh, I mean, they're, they've they've been in trouble, right? They're saying that uh, the USDA Animal Plant and Health Inspection Services found a number of animals in poor health and hygiene. One lion cub was lethargic, depressed, and thin. I mean, I guess you can tell when the lion cub is depressed. <laughs> I mean, you can tell that they're thin, sure, but how are you feeling today, lion cub? Oh, I'm depressed. Oh, okay. And one would not get up out of the mud even after prompting it. One was like, I'm not moving. Okay, just leave me alone. One cub diagnosed with upper respiratory infection, dehydration, urinary tract infection, foul-smelling, partially burned and decomposing big cat carcasses and broken-down refrigerator truck containing rotten meat. Ooh, he's in trouble. Big trouble. But on the flip side of this, do you care? Because I don't. I mean, I care about the... No, let me get this straight. Do you care about this Jeff Lowe? Nope, I don't. I don't care about Jeff Lowe. I know he came across as a real kind of not nice guy on Tiger King. Although everybody on Tiger King was so nice. But he just came across as a person that you don't really care about. And so if he's in trouble, what a shame. But he's got his 10 minutes of fame and good for him. And then uh, one last animal story. Uh, Animals in the news. Along with humans, actually. Johnny Rotten, Sex pistol star. You know him, you love him. He's living in Venice Beach, California. I mean, that'd be kind of cool, walking along Venice Beach, and hey, there's Johnny Rotten. So he's 64 now, and apparently he's befriended some squirrels. Now, if you're Johnny Rotten, I don't know if he's got any cash left, what he makes, where he makes his money, how he makes his living. I don't know what he's doing. If he's still, you know, making a living being... Johnny Rotten. He's got a new book. I could be wrong. I could be right. I'm determined to keep my, uh, you know, I could be wrong. I could be right. Oh, that's not the title. (laughs) The title of the book is I could be wrong. I could be right. But as the paragraph goes on, I'm determined to keep my squirrel friends independent. (laughs) I don't think that's the title of the book. So apparently he's befriended these squirrels. And now the squirrels had fleas. Okay, so the fleas bit, or at least one flea, bit Johnny Rotten on his man part. And now he's saying, well, hey, I've befriended these bunch of squirrels and I'm now smothering myself in Vaseline to ease my discomfort. But I'm not going to blame the poor squirrels. No, 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 no. It was itching. (laughs) Uh, the only way to ease it is vaseline my legs and vaseline around it wow johnny dude what are you doing man i know you know you're you're 64 now and you're still but you're still johnny rotten and you're living with squirrels on venice beach oh how the mighty have fallen all right let's go to the break room i need a cold drink of something refreshing desperately 
Oh my gosh. Ugh. So good. Hey, let me remind you, if you're listening to this show right now and you are not a subscriber to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher podcast, you are a freeloader and nobody likes a freeloader. Okay. So choose a platform, whichever one warms little cockles of your heart, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and there's a plethora of other podcasts out there. Uh, other platforms out there. There's a plethora of podcasts too, to be honest, but uh, the, there's a plethora of platforms, uh, more importantly, and all of those platforms carry chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher and you should be a subscriber. Now, of course, it's free to subscribe to this show, which makes you a freeloading subscriber. Just, you don't want to be a freeloader, a freeloader. Nobody likes a freeloader, a freeloading subscriber people like, and you will get more friends that way in your life. I know sounds weird, but true. So subscribe to chewing the fat. So we're in the break room and I'm, uh, you know, looking here at the magazine rack and I see where coming to America Two, coming the number two America. I am so looking forward to this movie. Eddie, Eddie Murphy, please, sir, with Arsenio Hall, please, sir, sirs, don't let me down, please. I know it's going to be funny. Just make it funny, okay? Just make it funny. James Earl Jones, Sherry Headley, John Amos, Wesley Snipes, Leslie Jones, Tracy Morgan, Kiki Lane, Eddie's... Pulled out all the stops, so let's make it funny. Because the first coming to America in 1988 is gotta be one of the funniest movies of all time. Funny, it's a love story. <laughs> it's a travel story. It's a. <laughs> it's one of the funniest movies of all time. In fact. I, I, it's on, it's on the, it's the top of my list coming to America and then maybe hangover the first one, the top two hangover is numbered. Hangover doesn't quite make coming to America status, but it's pretty close. Now we go through those movies. If you subscribe to my YouTube channel, chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher, you see uh, my wife and I did uh, a pillow talk. And we went through a bunch of our movies. We're going to have to do an Instagram live or another YouTube video of the ones that we missed. But we made a three-part series. Um, my my movies, uh, her movies, and our movies. And so subscribe to the YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat. And it's uh, called Pillow Talk uh, Movie Time. And the first one was released uh, this, this weekend called Jeffy's. And then we're going to release, uh, you know, Amber's and then ours. And it's fun. We go through the movies and we talk about it. And I mentioned how this movie is uh, numero uno. I haven't watched Hangover in a while, though. I haven't watched Coming. I haven't watched either one, Coming to America or Hangover, in quite some time, you know, for me. And so I might have to sit through one of those soon just to get, uh, you know, get it back into the flow of remembering lines. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we have made my wife so angry about coming to America. 
my oldest son and myself can go through this whole and just go through a day of quoting lines from the movie and trying to have conversations with the lines from the movies in real life conversations and she is so incredibly sick of it <laughs> and it's she gets so angry that you want to keep going because she's so angry over the lines <laughs> And it, you, I just don't understand why it's so funny. It makes it funnier because she's mad. <laughs> and it goes over so good. Oh my gosh, it goes over so, so good. So anyway, as I was saying, coming to the number two America is going to, it was supposed to come out in December, right? And Eddie's supposed to be hosting Saturday Night Live, I think, in December to promote the movie, but it's coming out in March now on Amazon Prime. I hop to it, man. Hop to it. Originally, it was a Paramount Pictures theatrical release. The studio sold the film to the streamer last month, but had yet to finalize the date. So Amazon Studios... We know audiences around the world will fall in love with this hilarious, joyful movie and it will surely become a timeless favorite. Yeah, no kidding. So get on it. All right. Uh, March 5th, 2021. Amazon Prime. Coming the number two America. Not a paid promotion, but I am looking forward to it. I'll tell you that. So... Alex Trebek, who passed away on the 8th of November, a couple weeks ago, uh, for those of you listening live today on the 23rd of November, 2020, coming up on Thanksgiving too. Wow. <sighs> those that were wishing for 2020 to be over, it's almost over. And I hope and pray that we don't look back on 2020 and say, man, I wish it was 2020 again. Because <laughs> could, that could happen. That could happen, my friends. That could happen. Anyway, uh, Alex passed away after his battle with uh, pancreatic cancer. And so people are wondering who's going to take over the reins of Jeopardy. Right? It's got to be somebody that you never, it's all, you know, the old line, the old saying, you never want to be the guy that replaces the legend. You always want to be the guy that replaces the legend's replacement. And so, you know, nobody's going to take Alex's place now, especially the iconic level that Alex was on, right? So you just want, you want to have someone that's going to just hold the torch. Someone that's not going to drive the torch into the dirt and put it out, right? So, and Alex's shows go through Christmas, I think, right? His uh, last show is going to be a special Christmas show of it. And I guess people uh, got a petition going and they want, they've decided that LeVar Burton should be the next host. That's not a bad idea. I like LeVar Burton. He could do it. 
remember uh, reading Rainbow for 21 years and Star Trek Next Generation. I mean, he's been around for a long, long time. And, you know, he's got the petition out there going for LeVar to replace. Now, are the Jeopardy people going to listen to change.org petition? Doubtful. <laughs> but I don't know who to replace. I don't know who to, who you're thinking of to replace Alex. You're going to, you know, anybody that is really cool now is probably, you know, I don't know if they're wanted to do Jeopardy. Um, game shows are fun. I would love to do a game show and it would be fun. But, and Jeopardy, I mean, look, you look smart doing Jeopardy. You don't have to be smart. Okay, you know the questions and answers. That's the way the game works. Uh, but you have to, you know, figure out which ones you want to use and bring them together and how it all fits together. And then you've got to interact with the with the guests. So I mean, it's a it's a job. It's a job, and that's a good gig. A game show? Come on, that's a good gig. You work what three weeks in a row, knocking out four or five four or five games a day, and then you're off. For a few months, that's a good gig. Uh, I'm a fan of that. <laughs> I'm a fan of that. Work hard in a short spurt and then rest for a while. That's a good gig. You can quote me on that as well. And I finally, I'm all caught up on uh, Mandalorian. Uh, caught up on it this weekend. And uh, the uh, the controversy over Baby Yoda. If you aren't caught up on Mandalorian, sorry. Um they had such a, you know, a big deal over baby Yoda or the kid, uh, eating these eggs from the lady frog and her species. Um, I don't know if people know this, but the show isn't about real people. So everything about it is make believe. So it did seem out of sorts that baby Yoda would be, you know, eating these eggs, but the kid's got to eat, right? And, uh, you know, uh, so it likes the eggs. And, you know, it eats the eggs. And it made it kind of cute that the kid, baby Yoda, was always trying to get the eggs and fool around with it. But uh, let's be clear, okay? They're fictional characters, <laughs> so get over it. It's not about extinction level events, okay? And I know, I know, we're still in the battle of uh, you know the election, but I just can't. I can't. I spent I spent all morning uh, filling in. I'm on Pat's show this week uh, prior to the holidays, and we. We covered it quite extensively of what's going on with the election and the recounts and uh, the world between Trump and Biden. So if you want to, you know, if you'd like to hear what that is up to, uh, you can go back and listen to the podcast of Pat Gray Unleashed from this morning. For those of you listening live, 11-23-2020. But we still have, uh, you know, COVID-19 to worry about. I mean, Pfizer officially asked the FDA to clear its COVID-19 vaccine for emergency use. Uh, emergency is relative. The FDA is expected to take about three weeks to issue a decision. Come on, FDA. This is some of the stuff that Trump was uh, talking about uh, fast-tracking. Let's get on it. I mean, we've fast-tracked 
the vaccine creation. Let's fact track this as well. Um, it's not full approval, of course, but it's just, uh, you know, they can, it allows public health emergencies, allows them for a limited number of doses to be distributed. Okay, let's get to it. Moderna reported a 94.5% effective vaccine. Remember, they are going to file for that application soon. Um, that means, uh, you know, 20 million Americans, at least healthcare workers and the elderly, could be immunized by the end of the year. Good stuff. A Regeneron gets emergency U.S. clearance for COVID-19 therapy. Uh, Remdesivir, uh, according to The Who, uh, says that it has no meaningful effect on COVID-19 patients. Really? Huh. Hmm. That's weird because I was pretty sure that's one of the drugs that Trump said was good. I wonder if that has anything to do with it at all. You know, no, right? Just because Trump says something is good doesn't automatically mean others are going to say it's bad. That's <laughs> <was> just <laughs> stupid, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know, and another thing that makes the city of San Francisco, if you're thinking to yourself, man, I want to move to San Francisco, and I'm sure that many of you were just thinking that, as a matter of fact, or, you know, spent the weekend thinking, you know, honey, maybe we should move to San Francisco and get out of where we're at, because I'm sick of being here. And when you're sick of being someplace, where else do you think about going other than San Francisco? Well, sure, San Francisco has streets filled with poop. Sure, San Francisco has streets filled with drug needles sure san francisco has hotels filled with homeless people you know creating garbage and trash and smelly rooms and sure uh you know they have all that but they've also now got a big problem with used masks gloves and other personal protection uh well, PPEs uh, littering the, the Bay Area. Yay! So now, uh, the garbage problem in San Jose has gotten so bad that the city has decided, you know what we need to do is come up with a program called Cash for Trash. <laughs> no, that's not a movie on one of my websites. <laughs> Although it could be cash for trash. It's a program that's going to pay homeless people to pick up garbage. Huh? Now that, that is genius. Cause I mean, homeless people want to want to pick up the trash that they're throwing on the road and get paid for it. Right. Right. So, um, good luck to all these cities. Good luck. I know that they've, you know, they're looking for uh, ways to clean up the sidewalks and the streets and get rid of the homeless and get rid of the trash and the poop and the needles. And now they want to get rid of the, the masks and the gloves and all the other PPEs. But, you know, cash for trash. Maybe the poop patrol will pick it up as well. If you're out on the streets picking up poop, why wouldn't you pick up masks and needles 
and any other, I don't know, trash. Just because you're out with poop patrol, does that mean you only can pick up poop? I would argue no. I would argue that the poop patrol in San Francisco needs to pick up all trash. But, you know, I don't work for the union. <laughs> so the union would disagree. Oh, no. If you're out part of the poop patrol, well, then that's it. You just pick up poop. So they want to get this done, though, because it's going to start raining soon in California. And they don't want to have what they're calling the fall flush. <laughs> All this trash running into the streams, creeks, and rivers. Yeah, that's a good move. The fall flush. Looking forward to that, California. <laughs> I know, you know, I try to steer away from politics as much as possible, but this question was sent to me on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and of course you can, you know, follow me on Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, Instagram and Parlor as Jeff Fisher Radio, Twitter at Jeffy JFR. Those of you listening to the podcast are probably followers, but if you're not, hop to it. But I was uh, sent this question from Edward, who posted it, uh, you know, on his friends list, of which I, in Jeff Fisher Radio, is is one. And his question is um, about the post-election kerfuffle that we're in, and he wanted uh, responses, no Trump supporter responses. He wanted uh, he wanted specifically he asked for an honest response. Because he claims what's funny is the Biden people all say, get over it. It's over. It's done. You lost. When HRC and the entire DMP spent four years not getting over Trump or in 2000 over GWB. Not one can even admit that anything looks strange. Nothing to see here. Four swing states, specifically five cities, all completely run by Democrats, all of them made it hard or impossible for observers, all found hundreds of thousands of votes just for Biden, all stopped counting on November 3rd, something never done before, all with wacky new mail-in laws, and so many Biden-only votes, and exceptionally low rejection rates with all new procedures." With New Dominion Software, a company locking up offices and running for the exits, Biden got 10 million more votes than Obama and never had a rally as big as 200 people show up. More Trumpers at his rallies than Democrats. The fake polls said Biden by 16 points and nothing at all is questionable. I don't know who really won, but Ohio by 8 points, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, all in about same demographics, all went Biden by slim margins. And honestly, only by three cities. Detroit, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, not exactly bastions of integrity in elections, and statistically compared to Cleveland, wildly anomalous. And everyone in the media or Democrats can honestly say nothing looks suspicious. After three years of Russian collusion, over $100,000 in Facebook ads, be honest. Or are you afraid of the answers you will find? Look, the honesty is, is that we all want to believe something really, really bad went on, but there's no proof. And so we can't, we're stuck with what we have with proof that's in front of us. Um, do we, do, do I want to believe it? 
No. Um, but there's a lot of things that I look at and I don't want to believe, and yet there it is. So we'll see. We'll see. You know, we covered the whole Attorney Powell thing on Pat's show this morning. I don't want to get back into it again, but I just, you know, I want you to know that people are still questioning, and this is where we're at. And, um, you know, you're probably questioning, and if you're not questioning, then, you know, you're good to go. You're good to go, and this is where we're at, and America will survive. America will survive. And that's, that's, I think, what we need to focus on now. America will survive, and we need to be... uh, uh, post haste on America will survive and do the things that we can do to make sure America will survive. Speaking of surviving, Cannon. Or Operation Varsity Blues. I know. Uh, Mosimo uh, reported to prison. He's in. He's there. Remember we talked about him shaving his head. Then we saw him getting ready to go. And he's all in. He's all in for his five-month stint. Lori is still in. We're getting reports that the daughters are crying and all. I'm sad. Mommy's not home. These are adult children. My gosh. Get over it. But... Lori will be out uh, by Christmas. You know the prediction from uh, Chewing the Fat. December 18th, she's out. Um, they are talking about Lori being scared and lonely. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. It's okay. And good news, the daughters, while saying one thing, that they're struggling and times are tough, um, you know, Jade is again posting on Instagram. So life is good. <laughs> life is good. And you know, uh, things probably aren't really well with Massimo and Lori. Uh, they just kind of stuck together here through the Operation Varsity Blues thing. But uh, when you start talking about uh, after the time served and Lori's been home for three months and then the big, the big Massimo gets out and it's going to be, I did time and I paid for the kids and now it's time to move on. We don't want to hear any more about Operation Varsity Blues. Tonight's episode... Freedom. (laughs) And I had to laugh. I'll leave you with this today. Uh, Thanks for listening to Chewing the Fat, too, by the way. I really appreciate it. Uh, It means a lot to me, to my family, to my loved ones. Anyone that's important to me, it means a lot. And so you're really spreading joy and cheer over this holiday season by subscribing to Chewing the Fat. Man, I thought that. I almost sold that. Pretty good, I thought. Uh, I saw this post, and it may it really it made me laugh. I LOL'd. I LOL'd. And, uh, you know, I'm going to share it with you, and, and I appreciate it. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. It's not a joke, but it is kind of a joke. And I think we all can, can uh, relate to the fact that our parents always wanted more than what we aspired to. So 
there on an airplane and the post is flight attendant is there a doctor on board dad nudging me that should have been you not now dad not asking for a graphic designer to help are they dad there's a medical emergency happening right now why don't you save them as a pdf and see if that helps (laughs) come on now i don't care who you are that's funny you know, unless you're probably a graphic designer, then you're like, that's not funny at all, man. I don't even know why you're joking around about it. Because it's funny. That's why. 